Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and I hope wherever you are today that you are having a beautiful day. So welcome to episode 108. This is our finale of our current season. That's right. We're now going on a season break for an indefinite amount of time. It will most likely be less than four weeks. Stay tuned over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe or over on my email to get the updates. So for today's finale, I wanted to just have a general update and chat with you all. I want to let you know about what's been happening over the past six months behind the scenes of everything here in my business and in my life, and also talk about where I'm heading next. Now, this is the perfect time of year to be doing this sort of review. So I'm going to talk about what I'm celebrating. I'm going to talk about some of the lessons I've learned. I'm going to talk about where I'm heading next. And the reason that right now is the time to be doing this is because First of all, we're halfway through the year, but second of all, and more importantly, as you've probably heard, if you have any interest in astrology, we are in a really pivotal time in history at the moment. And so we've just come to the end of our eclipse season where we've had three eclipses over a very short period of time. This month, we also have two new moons in Cancer, and we've also just had the final lunar eclipse of that three eclipse series. And so what I have seen coming up in my life is some old patterns showing up that I haven't dealt with in a while now saying, oh, wait a minute, we're still here. And also I've been feeling really pulled in all different directions, easily distracted over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've had you know, an issue with my health, as some of you have seen. I've been taking these herbs for this gut issue that I'm healing and they made me really sick. And then I had to take pretty much a week away just to rest. And so there's been all of these interesting uh, things happening within my personal world. And then add on top of that, everything that's been happening in the world, there has been a lot of things happening for everyone. Like we all feel like we're just being pulled in so many different directions. It feels like everything's happening really quickly. And there is a lot of duality and polarization right now. It's like, we just want to be doing all the things or not all of the things. And so this is beautiful because right now, from what I'm hearing from all of the beautiful astrology updates I've been tuning into and that I've been resonating with the most, is that we are starting a new world. This is what's happening You're either coming with us, you're either waking up, you're becoming aware of all of the BS that's happening in the world and in your own inner world, and you're choosing to do things differently and to call yourself out for all of that BS that we go through. Or you're going to stay stuck in those patterns and you can continue staying stuck in those really annoying limiting patterns that we all have. Or we can use this beautiful astrological energy that is so pivotal at the moment to 
move forward with it. So I'm choosing to move forward with it. And so what I've been doing is having a look at some of the things that have been coming up for me, some of those old patterns. I've been shining a light on them and going, wow, that's interesting. Okay. Looks like I haven't really broken free from this. And then I have drawn a line in in the sand and said, that's it. You're not coming with me. I'm facing you. I'm freeing myself from these old patterns and I'm walking into this new world that I am a part of and want to be a part of. And I'm focusing my energy on what I want to now, uh, I guess how I want to identify, right? As a person, what I want to be true for me, what story I want to be true for me. And so this is empowerment, right? Choosing on our own terms, what we want for ourselves and what we want from the, for the life that we're creating. So I encourage all of you listening today to draw a line in the sand. Don't do it as a way to bypass um, and not face whatever's coming up. Call yourself out personally. Just say, hey, I recognize I'm doing these things and it's not serving me. It's limiting me. I'm going to take full responsibility I'm going to have a look at, you know, what the, what, what's the story around this? Why is this happening? How is it showing up? I'm going to feel what these patterns are asking me to feel. I'm going to feel it deeply. It's not going to feel great while I feel it, but it's okay because I know the light is at the end of the tunnel. And then after I've felt it and I've faced these things, which by the way, this can happen in an hour, <laughs> I am then going to ask myself what I'm aligning with next. And so a little tip, if you want to move away from something, for instance, self-sabotage, then you want to choose something that is the opposite of self-sabotage. What would that look like? Self-belief, total self-belief, self-trust, backing yourself 100% with everything that you do. I don't know, you got to find what feels true for you, but it's important to have what, what is it that you actually want to embody? Because sometimes we can focus on the things we want to release, but we don't actually think about what we want to replace them with. What are we actually tuning into next? And we've created this habit. So it's so easy to go back to the old way. So what's this new way and how can we embody it now? Where are we already experiencing this emotion in my life, in our life? Or if I'm not experiencing that emotion right now, uh, how do how do I imagine that would feel for myself? How, how can I just embrace that and embody that emotion right now in this moment in time and and feel what that feels like? You know, when I started my business, I loved to meditate. So I would meditate and what I did was simply sit in the feelings of love, joy and peace every single morning. I would meditate basking in each of these emotions, noticing the difference between them. And some, I told, talk, spoke to people about this and some people thought, how can you actually get yourself into that state? Well, it's simple. You felt these emotions before, even if it's just a flash. So you can embody them. And simply drawing on a memory that reminds you of one of those emotions is a way to start embodying them. And then once you have that cellular memory, you can tap into that emotion easily again. What did it feel like? Just reminding yourself. And really, you're just giving yourself the gift of space to actually feel and to feel intentionally. Now, it doesn't mean when... (laughs) 
those emotions that we don't find enjoyable come up, that we ignore them and then just start feeling amazing. That's never going to work. That's a Band-Aid solution. We want to feel it, feel the emotions that that feel difficult. If it's anxiety, feel it, pause with it, experience it. If it's frustration, rage, anger, sadness, disappointment, boredom, numbness, apathy, Sit with the feeling for just a moment, entertain it, give it space. Just by feeling it, it will release. Okay, beautiful people. So I didn't know that we we're going to go on uh, <laughs> through that tangent. Uh, today is going to be, you know, not as much structure today. We're just going to see what comes up. I feel that the last six months I've given so many incredible episodes for you all, for all of you women growing your businesses. And I'm very proud of all of the information and value I've provided. And so I want to start off by celebrating that today. I feel like I really upped the ante on the value I've been providing over here on the podcast. And it's been so fun to show up with all of these solo episodes and to really share a lot of the concepts I've been developing. And I love hearing from you all and always continue to love hearing from you. So again, if you're not following me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe, or you're not in my private Facebook community, the Make a Difference and Thrive community, come and join us. You can find me at uh, on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. And for the Facebook community, you can go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash make a difference and come and join the party. But today I want to talk about what has been happening behind all of this. Now, before we go into this conversation, I want to just share a couple of announcements because we're going on season break. I want to make sure you're not missing out on all of the other things that are happening beyond this beautiful podcast. So the first thing is that the Make a Difference and Thrive community is still going to have awesome trainings happening. I have There's one coming up, which is going to be all about exactly what you need to do to get your online business up and running. So if that's something you're interested in and you want to learn from someone who has a six-figure business, who is scaling to multiple six figures right now and also values holistic living while doing that, make sure that you are signed up for my emails so that you hear about this training because you don't want to miss it. And you also want to come and hang out over in the Facebook community because it's a great community of people who are like Hearted. So once again, sign up at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash make a difference. And then the second thing is I am hiring. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm expanding my team. I'm hiring a new member into my team and they are going to be a very integral member of this team. We're going to work very intimately together and I'm super, 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 super excited about that. So I'm going to send out all of the details to everybody who is signed up for my emails. I always let you all know first about any time I'm hiring. So make sure you're signed up for my emails as well to hear about this. But as a little bit of information right now, This person does need to be Australia based. I would love to have someone who I can see in person easily and readily. So Australia based, because for now, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be living in Australia. 
And in addition to that, the role is going to be focused on social media, content creation, and marketing. So I am looking for someone who has experience in these areas and is excited. This social media content and marketing really, really lights you up. You're proactive, enthusiastic, energetic, all of these beautiful things. And most importantly, you are excited and passionate about working for a six-figure coaching business that mentors mentors other females entrepreneurs and want to be a part of a growing business and learn from someone who has that business set up. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, and also I should also mention that this is a long-term hire that I'm making. So it's not for, not for you if you're looking for something to like fill a gap, it's for someone who really wants to grow with me. So if this is something you're interested in, I'm going to put up the details, as I mentioned, over on my newsletter, and I'll also be popping some information over on my website. So make sure you're signed up and you can find out more details about upcoming career opportunities, like whenever you're listening to this episode over at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash career. Okay. So lastly, I also want to mention that I am doing some menstrual cycle updates. I am basically sharing the behind the scenes of every single day of my menstrual cycle from day one to day 30 something over on IGTV. So again, if you're not following me there, go check out my IGTV at Letitia Ringe. You'll see I've already shared um, a number of menstrual cycle updates, and this is going to give you a lot of information about how I work with my shifting energy in my business and in my life. And it will make everything about working with your menstrual cycle probably make a lot more sense. So do that. And if you haven't yet downloaded your menstrual magic journal, you can do that at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash menstrual magic journal. And what that does is show you how to bring a project in your business or in your life from start to finish through all of the four seasons of the menstrual cycle, which are the four phases of creativity. And if you want to learn more about that, go back to my last episode where I had a whole episode devoted to this topic. Okay, so they are all of my updates. I'm really exciting for everything, excited for everything that's coming up. And so let's have a look at the last six months because, oh my gosh, a lot has happened. So as some of you will remember, I began the year in Cambodia, which was such an incredible experience. I moved over there in November with my partner who had uh, secured a human rights role over there, which is the area that he was transitioning into. And I can now say is now working within this area here in Australia, which is awesome because this is part of his dream. And personally, I just feel like we're so amazing as a couple because we're both working on social change in different ways. And that makes me really excited because obviously both two very meaningful careers. So we were over in Cambodia for, uh, for that. And, um, and obviously there were lots of really difficult issues that, um, we were, you know, experiencing and, and witnessing firsthand. Uh, and also, but what was so special about it was that 
living in Cambodia was so different to anywhere I'd ever lived before. So I know many of you travelers and nomads, you've lived in so many different countries. For me, I had only lived in the US, in the UK and Australia, which are all like pretty much very similar to one another. So living in Cambodia was such a great experience to I, like the reason that I love traveling and living in other places is that it really breaks your brain and perception about the, you know, the bubble that you've been living in and gets you to really see differences, gets you to, to challenge your thinking, to expand your thinking, and also shows some really glaring issues that we have across the world. And so in Cambodia, there were lots of different things that came up for me there, like for instance, seeing the impact upon the environment when we don't have, uh, when we use plastic, for instance. I remember when I was in Koh Rong um, on this beautiful island over there, the, the water was just full of uh, plastic, of bottles and things that had been washed up from shores. And in Cambodia, you know, there's not really anywhere to put the rubbish. So what a lot of the local people do is burn it and, you know, burning plastic and burning these materials that are highly toxic. So witnessing that got me even more interested in sustainability and which is also fascinating because in Cambodia, you know, you can't drink the water generally. So you need to use things like plastic bottles and it's this issue of accessibility. So there were just something like that, like really seeing a glaring problem that is also happening in all of in, in all of these other countries I've lived in, just not seen in the extreme that it was in Cambodia. So that was really so valuable for me to see okay, look at what happens when we don't have systems in place for these things and when we're not educated about um, about the impact on the environment, which is obviously something that across the world we're only just started to starting to really become aware of, even though this is, you know, I, it amazes me that we haven't <laughs> turned our mind to these things like sooner. Um, but anyway, here we are now exploring a, a more sustainable way of living across the world, even even just when it comes to the impact on the environment. And so one of the other um, beautiful things that I learned when I was over there, and this is triggered by some things that I witnessed over there, but more importantly, it's just something that, you know, it, it was just an inspired thought that came into my mind while I was in Cambodia and has really helped me to develop my thinking and was like a little breadcrumb that was there before Cambodia. So one of the things I've always had a bit of an issue with, but then also struggled with myself is... Um, apathy, right? As humans, we can be very apathetic. So we can see issues happening in the world. And instead of doing something about it, we uh, we don't feel like we, we really have an impact. And so we do nothing about it, right? And so when we do that as people, issues that are there just remain there and get bigger. And it's very fascinating to watch when those issues impact those same people who aren't doing anything or what it looks like um, from the outside doing anything about it. So I've always really been interested in this, like why do we have so many issues across the world and people can see it, but we don't 
do anything about it and we almost become numb to it right and i know that this is a form of emotional protection like this is why this is why we become apathetic it's a way of emotionally protecting ourselves against what we see which we feel like we don't have any power in changing and so what i really the thought that was crystallized for me while i was over in cambodia was about the importance of taking action like in cambodia there are so many amazing organizations who are actively fighting against injustices that are happening across the country and they've all happened because you know one person or a group of people came together from the community and decided you know what I'm not going to leave this problem to the government or to some other organization that I think should be dealing with it. I'm going to take this issue into my own hands and come up with a solution. I'm going to innovate. I'm going to problem solve. And then I'm going to move forward and do something about it. And through that, they have created incredible changes within the community. And so like there are so many organizations over there, like in a high, you know, highly dense, uh, highly density area who are doing that. So you almost can't miss them with these social missions, this, these really like purpose outside of profit missions. And it was so incredibly inspiring to witness. And also, yes, some of these people are expats and people who are living overseas, but a lot of these were also run by local people or at least in partnership with one another. And it was amazing to just hear about their stories and hear about the changes that they'd made and and to see how important it is to take that action for ourselves. So my thinking developed on this, you know, why don't we take that action? And really, for me, it comes down to two things. First of all, um, education is so important, right? In feeling like, okay, I have, I'm, I'm, this empowers me in some way, and um, to to take action and to find the tools and the solutions to take that action. So education is so important for everyone. And I really believe that a lot of the world's problems could be solved by more people having access to education, which is why I'm really um, interested in that topic and, and in a future where we're able to support more people having access to education. And But also, like, you know, you all know that I've been to university and I think that it was a complete waste of my time pretty much. Um, and I also do have uh, a lot of question marks over a lot of, you know, anything state run, any like systems, institutions, uh, especially the way that most of them run now, which I think is so behind the times and doesn't uh, really educate people in the way that they should. However, access to, you know, education is, but even if it's, you know, simply being able to read and write and to learn maths and things like this is so incredibly important so that people can participate in conversations. And I think one of the interesting, um, one of, one of the difficulties that a lot of countries in the world face is that we have people who are from other countries coming into those countries, telling people what they need to do and having different customs and cultures and ways of thinking. And rather than having people with from that community who are educated in a way that allows them to participate in, in conversation and, and have more of an impact in, in the way that they're able to communicate with others. And, um, and I think that that is really where change needs to happen. So the, that brings me to the next piece, which is all about empowerment. The, the reason we don't 
change things is because we don't feel empowered to do that, right? There's like an air of hopelessness amongst us as humans. And so the reason I believe that we don't feel empowered is because we haven't learned about our own inner power, that actually we have the power to create changes in our life. Even when we're victim of circumstances that that are oppressive, we still have the power to find our power and to regain our power in those circumstances. Even if it's just the difference between you know, a minute of thinking differently and seeing a possibility there for yourself. So that led me to really, 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 really see once again, how important it is for all of us who are in this business of personal development and empowerment and consciousness and spirituality and all of these beautiful terms, how important our work is in the world to really support people in recognizing that they don't need the permission from someone else to change things. They don't need to wait for someone else to change things, that they can start change and have incredible impacts right now today by finding that inner power within themselves. And so I do feel that Education, you know, even in that sense is a really important piece. Having access to education, having access to the internet and, uh, and to being able to find the things that you want on that, on the internet is really, really important. Now, of course, there are also issues with the internet in terms of like living in a bubble and we can just find whatever we want, but we don't look beyond our own beliefs. And in social media, that's become a real problem. So like, and a result of that is we don't know how to deal with differences of opinions. As soon as like we have something on, you know, the news, someone who is so outside of our way of thinking, it seems like, oh my gosh, I can't believe people actually think like that. And it's because we're able to tailor these communities that just are basically um, reflections of the way we're thinking, which is in some ways great, but also in some ways bad because then we don't sit, we don't get to understand other points of view. We don't get to develop our own thinking. We then get stuck in this like real polarization rather than learning how to meaningfully talk about issues amongst one another and use that to come up with something that considers these differences of opinion, you know, like a compromise. And so anyway, there's just so much that I learned through my time in Cambodia. And also, of course, there over there, it was very uncomfortable for for me to have this privilege as a white Western woman uh, in some ways, and then also not to have not to have that privilege, the same privileges as a, a, a white Western man or even just a man because of the different you know customs and culture around gender and um, and around skin color. And so that was actually as a backdrop to everything we've then been considering throughout the year as uh, and also in more recent months with our Black Lives Matter movement. It was really interesting for me to see that and experience uh, this issue with skin color and race over in Cambodia within uh, like within Cambodia's culture and then to have this conversation more widely, widely across the world. And so I think like this is also important just to consider sometimes we're in such a bubble about what happens in our own country that we forget that these issues 
are um, are global in a lot of ways and affecting, you know, people across the world in different but also very similar ways. And so I feel that it's important to take action from a place that is local because that's where you can have more of an impact, but also to really see that, you know, problems that are happening across the world are also our problems as human beings and global citizens. And especially if you're someone who loves to travel like me and just be able to live wherever you want to when you can, I think it's really, really important that we also are aware of issues that are happening outside of our own uh, country that we're from or, or are living in right now now and where we see that we're able to contribute and um and offer something that we actually do that. So I think it's a really interesting conversation to be had when we think about, you know, being global citizens. And then we think, you know, well, that's just that country's problem. It's not mine. I really don't see that. I, I really see, you know, this problem is mine, you know, like what's happening in America. I really feel like this is a problem for me as well. Right. What the problems that I see in Cambodia, in like any country, right. I'm just picking a couple that I just spoke about. Um, that is a problem for me, right? That's a problem for me because it's a problem for the world and, and because it's a problem for humans who <laughs> we're all connected, right? Like we have the benefit of not being separated by geography anymore. And so with that comes other responsibilities. And of course, I don't mean that that means that you have to take on every single issue as your own. That's how we end up in apathy. But it does mean that where you see that there is a solution, I feel it's important to act on that because you're receiving that solution from somewhere and you might just be the person who makes a difference for a whole community of people just because you were brave enough to say, uh, I, I see something here and you know what, I'm going to move forward and see if this supports in, um, in actually creating a, a solution for this problem. So that is a little bit about what happened over in Cambodia. There was so much more that happened during my time there. Um, it was s- such a such an important uh, time and I, I really, really valued it. And I, and I miss Cambodia in so many ways. Okay. So then I moved back to Sydney and came back to Australia. And then I moved into the place that I lived five years ago before I moved to London. And that's been really interesting for me because as you all know, when I moved back to Sydney in uh, September, after moving from like London via Bali to the, to Australia, I experienced a very, very, very um, deep reverse culture shock. I really, 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 really did not want to be in Australia and I, everything within me wanted to leave. And it was really, really difficult to be there. So because of of um, this opportunity to go to Cambodia, that was like a very welcome um, detour for me because I was really, really struggling to be in Sydney and to feel really comfortable. It was like my body was physically rejecting it. And as you all know, I'm all about the active surrender. So an opportunity came up, it felt good. And so I took the action and went with it. Now that then led me to returning to Sydney in February and moving into the home that I lived in five years earlier uh, when I before we moved to London. And so like there is life for me 
before London and then life after. Things changed quite drastically for me once we moved to London. So returning to the place that I lived in where I really felt like I didn't know myself, it felt very difficult. I was experiencing a lot of depression and anxiety. And I was also, you know, just my behavior was so different. I was very much, you know, socializing, partying, working. So it was that play hard, work hard sort of mentality. And then moving back into this space, which is where I lived with another couple and we all would go out, we're all friends, Um, moving back to this space and being here with a different perspective. Like now our second room is used as my office. It was, it's just so, such a strange and very surreal moment to be in because environment really is very, very strong. The relationship with that we have with our environment, the memories, it's very, very, very powerful, which is why For me, when I moved to London and was able to change my life so drastically, it was so much easier because I didn't have that constant um, environment bringing me back into like my old patterns. Now, that is absolutely not to say that you can't break away from patterns if you are in the same environment because you absolutely can, but it can be a lot easier to be in a new environment. So for me, this has been good because it's meant that I've needed to, you know, create new patterns patterns in this environment. And actually when uh, the coronavirus happened then in March, um, I was over in the US when that happened. Uh, So there's another story there, you know, but I've kind of spoken about that. I was over in the US. I went for a conference the day before the conference at 4 p.m. It was canceled. I hadn't been listening to the news, so I had no idea what was going on. But New York had declared a state of emergency. And suddenly I was in this random place in Dallas, um, like outside of Dallas in like the suburbs waiting to go to this conference, not really feeling like going either because I was really tired after taking a Greyhound, which I probably won't do again because my seat was not even screwed into the floor most of the way. I was really tired and drained and then uh, and then it was cancelled. So I was like, awesome, I got what I wanted, but also I've just traveled all the way to the US to go to this conference and now there's a pandemic. So that was really, really, really super fascinating for me to be over in the US and, and in the US watching from this different perspective because I have lived in the US before. However, you know, a lot of us look at what we see on TV and, you know, obviously in movies and TV shows, and we really glorify the US um, and in a lot of ways, you know, the American dream. But to be over there and to watch how people were being treated and supported during this time really showed me some very significant holes in the system. And of course, these holes are ones that were just getting, you know, more and more media about. It also really just showed to me the power of TV and, you know, the image that any country can portray about itself, even if um, that's not the truth. So that's why I think we have to be super, super careful of what we consume, especially when it's images that we're also consuming like TV, because it really like programs us and brainwashes us and affects us. We, We operate from this place. So 
really there I'm talking about your subconscious and, you know, watching things that are like stressful for your nervous system is going to have an impact on your body as if you're experiencing whatever you're watching. But then also just being really mindful of like, what am I consuming? And is this really true? And is this, you know, what I want to base my, um, my knowledge of, you know, a particular place on? No, it's not. It doesn't represent all people and there's big holes. So it was a super interesting time over in the US and with the coronavirus, but the the gift to me, and I, I don't really want to talk about the coronavirus um, with, you know, talking about a gift, but really there was a gift for me personally, because it allowed me to um, move my attention from that weight I was feeling in Sydney with my surroundings to, okay, I'm so glad that I'm in Sydney. I'm so glad I'm in a place that is familiar, that I know, that has lots of space. I'm glad I'm here with loved ones. I'm glad I'm safe. I'm glad that I'm able to just get a flight back to Australia. And so it really shifted me into this uh, feeling of gratitude and to realizing that, you know, all of I, I was meant to go to, to Bali and be there for a month at least and um, go through this women's self-care yoga training in May. And I was super excited about it all. But what it showed me was, you know, how much we live for the future without actually being in the present right now. And so that for me was a really big lesson. And I felt like I really went back to basics. And I think a lot of us did this, you know, enjoying time indoors, just enjoying being at home. It felt like a sweet relief for me to be able to have the permission to just stay indoors and not to see people and to, you know, enjoy conversations on the phone with people that, or like, you know, on video calls with people that the whole four years I was in London, I could never get on a call, but suddenly, you know, people were open to having these calls in this way. And it was really fun and exciting. And I think just showed so many new possibilities for people, even though of course, what was happening to so many people was was anything but exciting, but, you know, really damaging and, uh, you know, affected a, a number of my clients and their families and was very stressful for all of us. I think we're all uh, probably suffering from a little bit of PTSD right now and our nervous systems especially. And so we really need to make sure we realize that where we are right now in this point of time is very different. And, um, and you know, we need more time and space for integration and things are not as they once were. So yeah, obviously through coronavirus, there's been so many lessons and, um, and, and the, the beautiful thing is, is that it's opened up new possibilities for all of us that were there this whole time. We just couldn't see them. So for me, life has become simpler. I am not so focused on spending so much of my time planning my next trip and being in a new place and feeling this like, constant desire to need to move. I've just been able to sit in the one place. I've been able to, you know, really experience more intimacy and connection in many of my relationships and to just move slower. So that then led me to um, addressing some health issues that weren't big deals. They were just little things. And this year, one of the intentions I set for myself was to really focus on up-leveling my health. I wanted to go from feeling like, yeah, everything's okay to feeling like, no, I'm full of energy. I'm vibrant. And so I went and spent the money on a holistic doctor and it was 
the best investment I made because just from explaining all of the things that have ever happened in terms of my health throughout my life in a one hour session, the doctor was able to say, I think you have something called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that explains why your immune system is weak, basically. I tend to, not always, but like last year, this happened a number of times. If someone was sick, I ended up getting sick with whatever they were sick with. And that was really frustrating me. And, you know, then I'd have some, just some little things here and there, some skin issues and It really was like drawing from all of the different health issues I've had throughout my life. As a kid, I used to get tonsillitis all the time. One year I had it about six times. And so I was like very, like my immune system was just always, you know, not amazing, even though like in terms of tests and things, things looked good. So this holistic doctor was able to like tell me that immediately. I think that you probably have this and that's why things like gluten and dairy aren't great for you and things like garlic and onion. And um, so let's go do some tests and see what we find. Anyway, sure enough, in about by about April, I think it was, I had gone through all of these tests that I had to go through. I'd gone back to see my doctor and uh, and discovered that yes, I do have something called SIBO, small bacterial, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So basically, you have bacteria in your small intestine, not where it should be. Usually that's lurking like through the large intestine. And so what it does is it stops your body from absorbing nutrients. So all the supplements I've been taking for all these years are actually not doing very much because my body can't absorb them because of this overgrowth. So actually a lot of people probably have this condition and don't know about it because in terms of any sort of research around the gut, it's much newer, but the gut is like we have three different systems one involves the heart, one involves the nervous system, and the third is our gut. And that is not just the gut isn't the stomach. It's different. A lot of people think it's the same, but it's actually that whole system is from like our mouth through our esophagus, then our small intestines, our large intestines, and and the gut. And all of this is connected um, to our brain as well. And so it's it's really fascinating. There's a book called Gut that I recommend having a read of that is kind of speaks about it in really easy to understand and also sort of funny ways um, about the gut. And um, it's by, I think it's Julia Anderson, her name is, but I may not have that completely right. So anyway, It's been really fascinating. And so then I got put on this health protocol that I needed to follow. And as anyone knows, for gut issues of any kind, um, and this is the thing, if you don't fix something like SIBO, it can turn into other conditions like leaky gut and I guess other inflammatory issues. So, and and anyway, for me, it was affecting my immune system, which was annoying. And I just never felt like I was like really vibrant in terms of my health. So it was something that we discovered I've probably had for a long time, which means that I may have had it in childhood. I think that we um, things like stress really affect it. So as most of you know, stress has been a pretty big constant throughout my life since I was a child. I lived in a very stressful environment. And, um, and so it made a lot of sense that this is what I had. And so the health protocol involved, it's holistic. So it involves some antibiotics, but ones that weren't going to affect the rest of my system. It involves herbs, it involves food, it involves, you know, obviously diet, exercise, meditation, like really trying to be as stress-free as possible. 
And so I went through my, uh, the first part of that protocol, I could not, I could barely eat anything, uh, especially as a vegetarian. I was not able to do that. I, so I introduced eggs and, uh, and fish again, which I had eliminated from my diet because I couldn't have things like, I couldn't have any grains, couldn't have any beans. I could only have a hundred grams of tofu with a meal, uh, very limited because what they have to do is starve the bacteria so that the bacteria starts to die. But what happens? is that the bacteria goes through something called a die-off. And so they start fighting for their life and that makes you really sick because, and everybody has different symptoms, but you can feel nauseous. You can uh, have like flu-like sort of symptoms. So I just felt like not the best for the first month or maybe six weeks. And then when I introduced the herbs, I got really, 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 really sick. So I just felt so, 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 so sick. And it showed me, you know, when you feel nauseous, how that center, your gut really, it like you can't do anything. You know, when, when you're sick with a cold or something, you can sort of still function and get by. But when it affects your stomach, you just sort of fall to pieces. So that was also really interesting for me. And so I needed to change my change of the herbs I was on. I think it's because I'm I'm quite allergic, I think, to garlic in strong um, doses. So I then needed to, you know, have a little bit more space for myself while um, while I've been going through this health protocol. But anyway, what it showed me was that going to a holistic doctor is well worth it. It is, however, quite an investment. I've spent quite a lot of money through all of these, um, you know, special antibiotics and herbs and supplements, you know, most of my uh, different vitamin, like I had a lot of vitamin deficiencies and, um, and so I need to get all of these tests and they all cost money. But from my point of view, and obviously I'm coming from a place where I'm able to afford this, I really wanted to put my health as a priority. So this has been a big investment in myself over the last six months. And I'm pleased to say that I'm now in the last four weeks of this health protocol. I'm still on the herbs, but I'm not feeling sick and I'm feeling a lot better energy wise. And so I really, really hope that after this four weeks, I can then, you know, probably eat more normally again, because I really miss a lot of my, the foods I like. Unfortunately, it looks like avocado isn't something that's good for me, which is devastating because I'm Australian and I live on avocado. Avocado. Um, so yes, anyway, I highly recommend a holistic doctor if you feel like you're not functioning at your best, because, you know, when you go to see a GP, they, their standards of what you need in terms of vitamins and things is very different to a functional doctor. And you're also, uh, only getting, you know, usually like a bandaid solution, but not fixing the actual cause and, you know, and, and, so anyway, I highly recommend it. The experience was super empowering because I went there and I was just asked so many questions and it was a peaceful environment and soothing. And the doctor was so lovely and just, and really wanted to know more from me. And, and that is such a different experience than going to a GP for me where you're sort of rushed in and rushed out. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm so glad I've made this investment, but it is healing any kind of gut issue takes quite a bit of time and it usually involves diet changes. So 
What was fascinating is I was able to give up things like chocolate and uh, and carbs very easily when I was, you know, required to do it. And it really showed me how, you know, whenever we put our mind to something and we have a reason for doing something, it becomes so much easier to follow what, uh, you know, things that feel restrictive. So, um, so yes, that has been part of my journey this year. And then also in April, as you know, I went through the inner voice facilitator training with Jess Lively, which was really awesome. And that connected me to a bunch of new people who are amazing. And then I had a little bit of break over that, over that time, finished off my one-to-one coaching and, you know, just gave myself a bit of a break. I had anticipated I'd probably launch my mistress mind soon, but it didn't feel like it was the right time. And then that all sort of culminated naturally into doing the Make a Difference and Thrive two-week challenge that I did in May. And I just did that because it felt fun. It was, it sort of kept developing as I went along. And then it felt like, you know what, this is the right time to launch the mistress mind. And so I did that and it was, 60% full just through the pre-launch of it. And then in June, we went through um, the the actual launch of the Mistress Mind. And it's been so fun because we've all started now. We just had our welcome call today for our second group. And we have such a powerful group of women together. And we're all working on six-figure strategy and holistic living and really, you know, committing to expansion in a way that feels relaxed, that is enjoyable, that takes care of our bodies, our minds, our soul. And we have this beautiful collective of women who are holding space for one another and for that intention. And then equally, we have each of these women who are just absolutely incredible at what they do and doing amazing things in the world, all contributing to one another's businesses. And it's such an honor for me to hold that space and to, yeah, really feel like, you know, I'm just the, I, I've just received this beautiful download and I've been able to hold the space, but it's really this beautiful collaborative space. So I'm so excited uh, to, to journey over the next six months with all of these beautiful women. And of course, if you want to know about when the next mistress mind will be, just head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash mistress mind and make sure you put your name on the wait list and you'll be the first to know. Okay. So otherwise the lesson for me really this year has been moving more slowly. I started my menstruality leadership training with the red school. As you all know, I've been working with my cycle for the past five years. So this has been really beautiful to deepen into. And it's been so amazing because Alexandra and Shani, well, Alexandra, she is the first woman. Alexandra and Shani are the founders of red school who, and Alexandra is the first person who ever wrote about the inner seasons. And so I'm learning directly from her. I've had a private one-on-one with her. I have discovered some really amazing things about um, why certain uh, patterns are showing up through my cycle. And I've been able to really deepen into this work in a, in a, in a deeper way. And I'm so excited for all that I'm learning and have been able to share with all of you and all of my clients and just to deepen into this area because it's something I'm super, super, super passionate about. 
So other than that, of course, we also had Black Lives Matter and the incredible movement that has happened as a result of that. And that brings me to the last piece of all of this journey for me. Something that you all don't really know about is one of the the number one reason I wanted to move back to Australia is because I really wanted to connect more deeply with my Aboriginal country, community and culture. And um, and so I was actually planning before everything happened with Black Lives Matter uh, to share more about my story. It was the week of reconciliation week and I really felt that I wanted to share more about my family's story and um, and and just share some things that are quite difficult to share on that I feel is really important for more people to know about. And then we had uh, everything happened that week with Black Lives Matter and I was really emotionally flawed because it triggered so many things that I resonate with and that I have been struggling with like honestly throughout most of my probably my whole life actually and that have uh, my family have struggled with and um, and that all was suddenly front and center of the topic of conversation across the world really and um And so I needed time to process everything, but also this is an area that I really want to lead in and contribute more to and share my voice on. So that led me to, as I went through the launch of The Mistress Mind, like the actual launch of it all to kind of uh, not showing up as I had intended because I had so much that I wanted to consider with uh, everything that was being raised with this movement and also more importantly to allow myself more space to feel everything that was coming up for myself. So I am definitely going to be sharing on this topic more. I will be sharing my family's story and um, I'm doing a lot of healing uh, across some of the intergenerational trauma that has come up for me. And, um, and it's been so beautiful to connect more deeply with my family on all of these topics and find out more about every, about their experiences. And uh, this is something that I just feel so drawn to exploring deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've had some really incredible people come into my life. So I am looking forward to having more of a socially active and also politically active voice. This is where I've always seen myself going. I needed to go through my own process of really finding that inner empowerment first before I was able to feel like I was able to be, you know, I could show up at the table, right? And although I could have shown up at the table at any time, for me, it's all happened in the perfect time for me. So lots of amazing things are happening, lots of forward movement. Obviously, my business is just growing more than ever before. I'm scaling my business to multiple six figures. I really have a millionaire mindset. I am so excited about continuing to really accumulate more wealth and direct that into causes that I'm deeply passionate about. And let me tell you, there are many. And so it's really about focusing my energy. And I'm also really excited about expanding my team, creating more space for myself. Um, I'm also excited. I've just sort of started with Facebook advertising. So I've been delving into that and I have such a beautiful team around me. I've actually been 
been working with three different people in my business throughout this year, people helping me with like marketing and ads and funnels and uh, all sorts of things in my business and also the energetics of my business. And also I've worked with a, um, a coach earlier in the year on personal and business and really st- activating my feminine power even more. And honestly, I wouldn't have had this incredible rapid growth across all areas of my life if I didn't have that support. And as you all know, I'm such a big proponent of always making sure I'm supported with a coach and working with people on my team. So this is what I hope to provide all of you with what, with the two communities I have for you, which are the holistic business mistress mind for those of you growing your business. And for those of you who are just getting started with your beautiful online business, create your beautiful biz. And I will say that we have a live intake that will be coming up soon. So stay tuned if you're ready to really learn the foundation, the building blocks that you really need before you can expand and grow the six figure business. Like I have, um, this is what create your beautiful biz is all about. And it's so valuable. We have such an amazing community of people. It's very personal. And so, yes, definitely stay tuned um, if that's something that you're interested in. So just make sure again that you're signed up over on my emails. Um, Okay, everybody. So I will be sharing more on all of these topics as we move forward. I have some exciting new projects that I'm feeling into. I think we'll be going into a bit of a different season for the next season on this podcast. However, I'm still feeling into everything. I'm creating slowly. We're going to have more trainings uh, over in the Make a Difference and Thrive community. So stay tuned. I'm also now working three days a week, which is super cool. And I'm building up to take taking my whole inner winter off each cycle so that I can really give my body the nurturing that it needs and that it's calling for. And I'm really excited just to keep adding so much value, providing so much value to all of you who who are my clients, to everyone here on the podcast, everyone in the Make a Difference and Thrive community, everyone who receives my emails, everyone over on all of my social media channels. I am focused on providing more value to supporting you all create the epic businesses and social change that you want to see in the world. And to, of course, providing myself with more space, more health, more connections and yeah, calling in a couple of new projects, which one might include the writing of a book. Super, super exciting. Okay, everybody. So here we are wrapping up this season. Thank you so much for joining me. Go back and enjoy the episodes that you've missed. They're all so valuable to support you in starting and growing your dream businesses. And I will see you at some time in the future for our next season. So make sure you stay tuned, make sure you're signed up for my emails, make sure you're over in the Make a Difference and Thrive community and come and hang out with me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. All right, everybody, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.